Let's continue here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And that's one of my favorite songs. As a matter of fact, it's by my next guest and really one of his uh, first hits, uh, first singles, Maybe I Deserve. But, you know, he's doing a whole bunch of different things. As a matter of fact, uh, he's an actor. He's a singer. Of course, he's one of the hosts of BET's Man Cave, which airs each Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. He is Tank. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Tank, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me, my brother. Absolutely, man. Glad to have you. Now, I got to start here. So, you know, I was reading a little bit. So now, when you were at Crossland High School, which is in Prince George's County in the Washington area, you were playing ball there, right? Oh, yeah, man. I was. I was a football guy, man. I was, I was really running that, running that Pelota, man. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, you know, in my mind, that's that's what I was going to be. I was going to be a professional football player. I was all all ready to, you know, cash in. Yeah, no good. So yeah. now, and and I know you obviously you ma- you made a, a very wise uh, career move, man. But now you have some scholarship offers, no? Yeah, I did have some scholarship offers, and um, you know, the more the sexier scholarship offer was my music scholarship. So, you know what I mean? It was, it was, you know, the more money and the more benefits were on that scholarship. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to take my music scholarship and use it to play football. And, and once I got into the school, this is where I went to Morgan State. They you got, went where? They, they went to Morgan State. You went to Morgan? Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a Morgan grad. I, I didn't know that. Really, very good. Yeah, when we got when I got there, man, they put so many they put so many requirements on me for my uh, for my scholarship that I couldn't play football. So, needless to say, I was only there for about two months. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't know that. That's exactly why. Plus, you know, I I, I mean, I just got to keep it real, man. I think I think we may have been at Morgan. At the at the same time, you're only a, a, a couple of years younger than me, so you know Morgan wasn't very good. I mean, you could have really helped Morgan State out on the football field, though. Man, I, I could. I thought I could. You know, I thought I would be able to make a difference, man. But you know, it just it just wasn't in the stars for me, man. So I I, I ended up here, man. I ended up singing love songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. What do you remember most about? The, I mean, that that was your first hit record. Maybe I deserve. I mean, I, abs- I, I I I play that song to this day quite often, man. What do you remember most about, you know, when you first started as? And I know you started out um, as a background singer for Genuine, but what do you remember most about that first album and that first single? Maybe I deserve in, in making that record. Um. Well, making the record, man, was probably. I mean, one of the easiest moments. I mean, I remember writing it. From you know, from a real experience, I remember it actually happening, and me just writing it down and going into my mama's basement and making the track, and you know, and and having nowhere, no outlet. You know what I mean? I just had this cool song, and you know, I didn't have nowhere to put it. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, right. okay, well, I got this song. You guys want to hear it? Played it for my guys. They heard me singing. They was like, "Yeah, it's a nice song, man." <laughs> I was like, all right, you want to go play basketball? Cool. And we went and played basketball. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? So, um, I remember, I remember me almost selling the song to Dave Hollister. You know what I mean? And the check was a day late, and I remember my label calling me saying, "Hey, if you sell that song, we'll kill you." 
Um, and then um, I remember us putting the song out, and I remember watching it, watching the temperature change, like it going from, you know, me opening, me being the first act on a 10-act show, to me being the third act, to me being the sixth act, to me being, to me closing. You know what I mean? To the song, you know, people hearing the song, to all of a sudden people loving the song. And I remember it like it was yesterday, man. I remember riding in a van down south doing promo shows and doing, you know, interviews and all these things, man. I remember hearing it on the radio for the first time. And all my guys looked back at me. And then just we just all started screaming and laughing like, man, I'm actually on the radio, man. Like it was <laughs> best feeling ever. Still is. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. And, I mean, you're still part of, you know, a lot of times I'll ask artists, what do you think about R&B today? But the thing about it, though, you're still part of the R&B scene. So I guess really my question is, what do you, I mean, because you're more of an, you're more from, you know, the early part of the 2000s when it was a lot different than it is now. So, you know, just your your thoughts on R&B as a matter of fact today. Well, yeah, like you said, it's different. I mean, it's evolved. You know what I mean? And, you know, we've we've always, you know, we've always been um, the top of the food chain. And then, you know, when we weren't, we didn't necessarily know how to compete in that space. So instead of us trying to find a way to make our R&D exist in this world, we just kind of completely um, catered to what was happening and became that. You know, everybody wanted to be a rapper, even R&B singers. They wanted to be rappers. You know what I mean? They right. wanted to be, uh, quote, you know, they wanted to be from the hood. They wanted to be tough. They wanted to be all these things. And, you know, R&B was, you know, back in our day was sexy, man. It meant something. You felt something when you heard R&B song. It made you want to do something to somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. uh, you know, so, you know, for me, it's always been about, you know, competing, um, understanding the surroundings and, and understanding where music is, but also, you know, in my own way, maintaining the essence of what I loved about R&B, man. And that's making sure that people feel something. That is the voice of Tank. You can check him out, as a matter of fact, each Thursday, 10 p.m. on BET's Man Cave. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. So, Tank, I mean, you you know, you, you've gone, you're still a, a singer, you 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 you've gone into acting, which I want to talk more about. But talk to me a little bit about BET Man Cave and, and how it all uh, sort of came about. I had a chance to take a to look at a snippet of it, and it looks re- it looks really cool. The four of you just sitting down and and talking, you know, with a celebrity guest. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like we have, you know, we have guests that come on and hang out with us. But even for them, it's loose. You know, even for them, it's not like. It's not like an interview. It's not like sit down and and probe whatever they got going on in the tabloids or their career for that matter. It's it's really them sitting down in the man cave themselves and and giving their opinion, how they feel about things and topics that are going on um, right now, you know, in, in the world. And so it's a real comfortable setting that we've never had before. Like we've always had it in, at the barbershop or, you know, what I'm saying at somebody's house. You know, we've never shown that perspective on TV, you know what I'm saying, for black men just giving their take um, on how they feel about things. And it's exciting, man, that we have this platform to do that. So, you know, when you see, like, our, our most recent guest was Steve Harvey, man, and, you know, you know, he's one of our heroes, man. He's one of our kings. So to have him on there just letting loose, letting his hair down <clears throat> and speaking of how he feels, you know, which, you know,
know, in in, in some of his other uh, on some of, some of his other formats, he can't do that. But when he came to the man cave, he was able to, you know, what I'm saying, to really get into it. So it's really cool. Yeah. Now he he is he executive produces this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. How's it working with him? I mean, I've been working with Steve for 18 years, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like I said, I mean, he's one of our kings. He's one of our mentors. He's um, he's one of the guys that laid the blueprint and um, and and given us given us a way, given us direction. You know what I'm saying? Let us know what we can be in this business. That the voice, of course, of Tank. You can join. He joins us here. As a matter of fact, on the program, you can check him out each and every Thursday. 10 p.m. on BET's Man King. Follow him on Twitter at The Real Tank. So, you, your thoughts, man, with the political climate? And I know you guys have talked about this on the program, the political climate with Trump um, in office. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on all. I mean, it's, you know, daily there is something going on at the White House. I mean, you know, what I tell people all the time is that. It, it's hard if you if you can if you concern yourself with that if you make that part of your everyday life you're gonna pull your hair out yeah um, we just have we just have a tough road ahead of us right now um, you know with the, with the guy who was elected you know what I mean and, and until he's out of there this is just what it's gonna be and so I tell people you know focus on your surroundings focus on the community around you focus on the people around you focus on yourself make those things better. You know what I mean? Focus on making those things better, man. And, you know, we'll, we'll weather that storm. Man, you, you're so versatile. I, I can remember, as a matter of fact, one of the first um, programs I, I saw um, uh, on TV. Was, I, I can't even think of the, the, the name of the, 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 um, the show that you did. Uh, it was a movie. It was like a TV movie. But, I mean, the point is, man, just talk a little bit about um, you know your growth uh, as as really as an actor, man. Um, you know, acting is something I've always wanted to do. I just, you know, I just never knew how to get into it. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, I just kind of fell into it uh, on accident doing doing the soundtrack for Dreamgirls. And you know, we were working closely director with the uh, closely with the director, and he was like, "What do you think about you know auditioning for such and for for CC?" I was like. I was like, I actually hadn't thought about it. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, well, it's like just being around you every day, your personality, and your fun, and I was like, you could, you could probably do this. And I was like, all right, well, let's try it. You know what I mean? And and once I nailed that audition, man, I didn't get the part, but you know, it came down to me and the other guy. You know, and I got that close on my first audition ever. I said, oh, well, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it just kind of pushed me into a space to where. You know, I wanted to really go all out, so I started auditioning and, you know, landing things here and there, and, um, you know, and, and now people call me to act, you know, which is what I've always wanted, but now, you know, now I want to be the best at it. You know, the music is doing its thing, it's, we, we're, we're having a great moment, but it's like, acting is a challenge, you know, that's the thing where I see so many people that are great, that I aspire to be like, so um, that's the line I'm pushing. Yeah, you know, the, the movie... That I was thinking about Preacher's Kid, you and Latoya oh, Lockett. Yeah, that was kid. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, it came out in theaters for like about two weeks, and then, um, and then you know went to cable. BET just BET plays it all the time, so I loved him for that. They keep me on the map, baby. 
<laughs> no, a couple of more thoughts with Tank as he joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And then you know the show that I was really enjoying, like I don't know why it didn't stick. I thought it was absolutely great, and I thought the writing was absolutely tremendous, was Born Again Virgin. Oh, man. I, you know what? I don't even want to talk about that, man. I just, you know, so many balls were dropped on, you know, on that particular show. And, I mean, you know, you know, you, you know, it's, it, it's a tough thing, man. We have, we have. She was absolutely amazing, man. And, you know, we have something really, really great, man. And, um, you know, in my mind, it, it, it fell by the wayside due to, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, you yeah. know what I mean? Because, you know, it just is what it is. And it's just kind of what happens in show business sometimes. Sometimes things work, sometimes things don't. But we have something really great that I thought was worth uh, worth fighting for. But, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, last two thoughts. Savage is your latest album. Uh, it's available now. And what are some of the differences maybe, and I guess my point is from the time you released your first album, which was Force of Nature, back in 2001 to the release of this album, which was back in September of 2017. You've had some albums in between, but that's a 16-year period. What is different uh, with respect to the latest album, Savage, as opposed to your very first project, Force of Nature? I mean, everything. You know what I mean? I was a kid. I was a baby. Um trying to figure it out, you know, and you, you know, you figure 17 years later, I have figured some things out, you know what I'm saying? I understand my sweet spots. I understand um, the things that I'm great at and the things that I need to work on. You know, I've, I've, I've grown in terms of understanding the business of music and not just um, the creative, you know what I mean? So, you know, in, in making these albums, like, um, it, it's just different now. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, when you're a veteran, you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You know your routes. You know the playbook. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know the offense. Uh, um, and, and that's where I am. And so making this album was probably my easiest um, my easiest work that I've ever done because I just I just know where I, I knew where I needed to be. Um, getting the people to respond, that's another thing. Um, and that's something that just kind of I was just blessed with, you know, the people responding the way that they did to when we and to the album. You know what I mean? That was that was just a blessing. But, you know, the work I put in, you know, I, I know what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? I understand where I'm supposed to be right now. And I understand the climate of the music and the industry. So, you know, that part is easy, you know, at this point. But, you know, people are, still got to hit the street. Uh, we still got to get on the radio and have these type of conversations. You know what I mean? All of that. No question about it. So now, as a Washingtonian, you know, are you a, are you a Skins fan? Or are you a Wizards fan? Who, who are you rocking with? Um, you know, I, 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 I want the Wizards to do good things. I'm unfortunately not a Wizards fan, you know. All right, who, um, who are you rocking with? LeBron James is my favorite player. So <laughs> All I kind of right. go wherever he goes. And I live in L.A., man, so, you know, I rock with them Clippers a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's just kind of where I am. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think about the Clippers now? I mean, after all of the deals, all of the trades, no more Blake Griffin, no more, you know, CP3. Um, I mean, but, it, but they're, still, they're still doing well, though. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, I think right now, you know, of course with CP3 and, and with Blake, they were an elite team. I think now they're still a competitive team. 
and they're and they're building in a good direction. I think you know what I mean. Uh, and I think this off season, when it finally comes, will be a good um, a good time to figure out you know what other really cool dynamic pieces they can add um, to get back to being an elite team. He brought the P E. He brought the B E T man cave. To us, he is Tank. You can check him out on BET's Man Cave each Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. He is the one and only Tank. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Follow him on Twitter at The Real Tank. Tank, we appreciate the time, man. Continued success in all you do. Thank you so much, brother. Same to you, man. Much love to you, my brother.